Podcast friends, my name is David Lee, and you're listening to the Inspire Design Create Podcast, giving freelance filmmakers a voice, sharing their stories, and connecting the world of cinematography, commercial filmmaking, and starting your own business together. Let's go. Alrighty, friends, brand new podcast episode. What is going on? We are back. We are live. We are alive. Uh, this is the end of November, uh, November 29th. And uh, who would have thought we would still, at least in the United States and especially in uh, lockdown states like in California, that we would still be uh, in this um, extreme pandemic that hasn't gotten any better. Um, and I know a lot of people out there are very frustrated with uh, the way our government has been, or the lack of uh, the lack the lack of control and the lack of empathy, the lack of um, progress, right, in in combating um, uh, the virus, right, in, in the coronavirus. And I'm right there with you, y'all. I'm right there with you. Um, but today we are talking about is adding grain a fad, right? So what is a fad? A fad is sort of like the flavor of the day, flavor of the month. Um, it is something that is uh, popular uh, amongst the uh, amongst the general population, and uh, it could be popular for a month, could be popular for uh, two months, could be popular for a year, or sometimes even just like a week, right? And grain is sort of one of those topics where uh, it could also be considered. Uh, I think for some people might consider it a, a fad, right? Something that just kind of um, lasts for a little bit of time, and then it goes away. Uh, but I feel like with grain, at least uh, uh, grain compared to like, say, fashion, uh, fashion comes and goes. Right. And sometimes every uh, couple of years, old fashioned trends come back. Right. Uh, grain, however, is something that I think does come and go, but it's not necessarily a fad. It's it's more of like uh, how often are, are we able to create an interesting visual piece, uh, whether that's an ad or a. A short film or music video, um, maybe even to a certain extent, uh, corporate films, right? And the reason why filmmakers choose to use grain, whether in camera or in post, is uh, simply because uh, I feel they are they are trying to um, pay homage. Um, uh, well, either a they're either trying to pay homage to the old film days and the texture that comes with using uh, film, right? And 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 the film grain that comes from using uh, film stock. Uh, or number two, I think, you know, they, they they prefer the grain, they prefer the texture of the film look um, as opposed to, say, a, a very clean uh, digital camera look, right? Regardless if it's an Alexa or a Red or a Sony or a Blackmagic, right? They're, for the most part, very clean uh, sensors uh, if you're exposing everything properly. Um, but with grain, even if you expose everything properly, you're, you're, you're still getting this uh, the, this checks this texture uh, on the overall image and also on people's uh, skin tones and on foliage and um, on what, whatever is in the scene right it, it just sort of helps it to come alive in a sense right where not only is the lighting and the and the acting the performance um, the composition right? all the stuff that we talk about in cinematography and uh, I had to uh, stop it and uh, re uh, move locations. And uh, just because everyone decided to 
turn on their music and sing because it's the holidays. Um, so I'm, I am in the closet, literally in the closet. And um, let's continue on, right? So the uh, my last uh, film, my last short film, uh, Tread Softly, I went pretty heavy on the grain. Um, again, like 80%, 100%, because I wanted to add um, a aesthetic uh, that wasn't super, super clean, super, super like pristine as far as um, aesthetics go, right? And many times when I'm shooting on the FS7, it's a very, very clean image uh, for commercials, for client work. And I didn't want that for this piece because I wanted to kind of, um, you know, give it a, a feel that like it was uh, from the 80s or maybe the early 90s. Have that sort of um, nostalgia. And because the uh, locations were very simple, they're very, you know, they're they're all locations. They're not on a stage or wasn't um, production design or production designer helping out with anything like that, you know? So it was, it was how else can we um, amp up the, uh, the visual quality, right? And uh, many ways you can do that. One way is to add grain to the film to, uh, to make the film feel alive, right? When you're watching it. Um, now, some people don't like grain because they don't like seeing all the little particles and the grain particles in the, uh, in the shop. Some people do. Uh, for me, it just depends on what the, um, what the piece is, right? Whether that's a commercial or a film or a music video, uh, it depends on what I'm watching. Sometimes I prefer it to have grain. Sometimes I don't prefer it to have grain. Um, I think it's sort of just a subjective thing, you know? And um, I think uh, I think now we're actually seeing a lot more commercials, especially on the high end, uh, being shot on, on film, right? Not to say that they're all shot on film, but a good majority of like the uh, the high level ones are being shot on, on film, right? Because I think now, you know, digital is so, uh, mature and it's a very, uh, it's a staple mark, um, camera, <clears throat> camera system, excuse me, camera system, regardless of what brand it is, whether it's Alexa or red or Canon uh, or Sony, uh, it, it, it's such a staple mark that people are, are, are um, uh, their eyes are so accustomed to seeing, uh, a very pristine image, right? Using very sharp lenses. And uh, I think when when it happens for so for too long, um, people want something new, right? And that is sort of uh, like a like a broad statement for life itself, right? Um, that's why so many things uh, change over over a couple of years because uh, the market wants something new, something different, something fresh, right? Whether that's good or bad, um, I I think for me that is it's good because you know the say you really love using something like grain, right? And then a couple of years go by and then everyone's like, ah, you know, let's dump grain. Let's go back to like really pristine looking images. Okay, cool, right? Then that happens for a couple of years. And then, hey, you know what? I feel like I feel like shooting on film. I feel like shooting, adding grain to this, right? Just because it just makes it look so much better. Okay, cool. Then, then we wipe the grain, right? And then the cycle continues and the cycle repeats itself over and over and over again. Uh, and so, you know, grain is not a fad. Grain is a very helpful tool, uh, depending, again, on the project that you are on, the project that you're shooting. And you as a cinematographer, as, as a director of photography, when you're talking to the director, uh, or if you are the director, um, uh, him or herself, then you need to make the decision, hey, you know, do I want to add grain or do I not want to add grain? And I think one of the great, uh, the great tools we have available is our digital cameras, because even though inherently there is no grain, you have the opportunity to add grain in post-production, right? And the the quality of grain has has grown so much now, right? Whether you're using um, the grain from Film Convert, 
or from Red Giant Renoiser uh, or the, the film grain tool in DaVinci Resolve. Uh, the quality of the grain is actually really, really good. And you can manipulate it in, in so many different ways uh, that it, it really feels like it, it is shot in film. Now, if you are a like film connoisseur, you can definitely tell uh, 35 millimeter film uh, from uh, like, or like say if you're shooting on like an Airyflex 435 or 535, like old film cameras, and then you compare that to like, say, um, uh, any kind of digital camera and you're adding grain in post. There is still something about the film stock, what it's doing, the uh, the emulsion and and the 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 whole process itself, where you can tell again if you're a film connoisseur, right? You can tell if something is grain or not grain, but you would have to really, really like dig your eye into the into the whole image that you're watching, right? Uh, so you know to have the opportunity to add grain in post is a great tool, it's a great asset, uh, rather than having to um, bake it in. But again, those are choices that we uh, all make from time to time. And, uh, you know, I, I would highly invite you to look at Graham as uh, as a additional tool you can use, whether that's a commercial, whether that's a short film, whether that's a music video, whether that's your YouTube video, right? Whatever it is, uh, you have that you have the the power of the choice to add grain or to not add grain. Right. And um Again, grain really is subjective, you know, like there's going to be plenty of people who are going to say, why there's why is there so much noise in this image? And, you know, your justification is, well, that's actually grain that I added in because I wanted to add grain to make it look uh, visually stunning, visually appealing. And I wanted, you know, to uh, maybe it's a maybe it's a period piece. Maybe it's a throwback piece to the 70s. So, you know, everything you saw in the 70s was shot on film. Right. So that justification makes sense. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe if you are shooting something in 2020, but you want it to look like it's something in the nineties, you can help, you know, dress it up or, uh, the wardrobe is like from the nineties, or maybe you're shooting, maybe you find a location that, um, is, um, it's sort of reminiscent to buildings and architecture from the nineties, right? You can still find plenty of locations like that. Um, and then grain, grain is also one of one other way to, um, uh, to create that aesthetic, right? That that pleasing aesthetic that many of us uh, enjoy, including myself. Now, if you're looking for uh, any kind of tools um, to help you with adding grain into your uh, into your project, a couple episodes ago, I posted a um, a podcast episode on my favorite uh, post production effects, and one of them includes uh, grain, which is from Red Giant Renoiser. It's the one I use the most um, because it. I don't know. It just like the, the, the UI, the user interface just makes sense to me. Um, I try every now and then to use the one built into DaVinci Resolve, but um, I just don't get the same results. And it's probably just because I don't I don't really know how to use the whole thing. Um, and the grain from Film Cover is actually really good. Um, so that's another option for you guys. Um, so yeah, Read Noiser and uh, Film Convert would be my two um, go-to choices. Um, but again, friends, if you, uh, if you enjoyed this podcast episode, let me know, right? Leave a rating. It definitely helps out. Uh, share it with your friends. Let them know that, hey, there is this uh, pretty decent uh, indie filmmaking uh, podcast out on the on the interwebs, on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. Uh, share it with anyone who you think would be, uh, who would receive value from it. I'm looking to get some more cinematographers. Again, big thank you. Big shout out, big shout out to Nick Pilecki for being on the show uh, last time. And again, I'm looking um, for other cinematographers from uh, around the globe, right? That can kind of share their their journey, share their process, share their experience 
of how they got started and where they are now. Well, that is it for me. And I will see you guys in the very next episode. Ciao.